fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, it's probably amazing I'm still married this weekend, after this weekend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I need mode. I did a lot of work up around there. And lo and behold, I was sitting on the couch after working up at Sky High. And what did I see crawling over my leg? Why, uh, one of those little ticks. And what did I see today when I uh, turned on my computer? Why, a big article on name. This is tick season. Well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the end of it. Uh, my wife said, uh, well, I told her, I said, honey, I hate to tell you this. I found another tick on the couch. She said, what? Yeah, I found another tick. Well, then we found a, another tick. And then I realized that I'd gone out and I'd, I'd mowed, and in the same clothes I'd been out mowing up through the weeds and all that kind of stuff, I sat down on the couch. So Michelle had to pull all, everything off, the, get all the cushions out, pull the covers off, throw them in there, wash them all up there. So uh, be careful with ticks. It's that time of year. they but you know what I want to talk about today? I want to talk about those poly ticks. You know, those blood-sucking creatures in Washington, D.C.? We're going to get into that here a little bit, talk about some poly ticks and why we're so messed up and the direction we're going and who do I vote for for governor and who do I vote for? How do we get such unprincipled men in positions of authority? And how do we ever get them out? And how do we lose control of the Republican Party or the Democrat Party? How did Christians literally become second-class citizens in America? You hear black you hear black politicians, you hear women politicians, you hear conservative politicians, you hear liberal politicians, you hear but you don't ever hear of Christian politicians, do you? You don't ever, you don't even hear. It's the one thing in America today that seems that you are not allowed to publicly be as a Christian. Now, this has happened for several different reasons, okay? And that's one of the things I want to jump out. I want to t- speak with you all about today. But I got some notes I got to gotta go to real quick. Linda Tibbs, happy birthday to Linda Tibbs. Everybody send Linda Tibbs a happy birthday. I don't know how old she is, and I'm not going to bust her out. Happy birthday, Linda Tibbs. Uh, today's Brighty on TV, 11 o'clock. Sarah Brady is joining me. I said, Sarah Brady, I know that name, Coach. Who's Sarah Brady? Well, Sarah Brady was the Boise, Idaho mom who was arrested on the playground two years ago for being out on the playground with her children without a mask. And remember that? I had her on before. Well, it's been two years, and she's not yet been in court. Two years. She's not been in court yet. It's cost her over $20,000 to defend herself. Still no appearance. Anyway, Sarah Brady's going to be on our Brideon show today. You don't, you don't want to miss that. Uh, the Constitution, the last evangelist. I have a last evangelist email, Spencer. Pull that up there for me real quick. You say, Coach, where is it? Oh, don't tell me that, Spencer. Let me see. Me, conservative principal, I probably didn't send it to you. I forwarded it to you. You didn't get it, did you? It didn't get it. Uh, is that it? Maybe this is it. Let's see. Is this, is this it? Uh, go to the Last Evangelist website real quick. Daggone. I know it. I hate it when this happens. The Last event. You're not going to find it, probably. There it is. All right. There it is. Last Evangelist world premiere, Dayton, Ohio. Um, May May 7th, Uh, I purchased some tickets yesterday. I'd like all of you to try to do the same thing to support uh, uh, David Heaven or what he's trying to do. There's the website. Maybe you can stick that in the chat for Spencer so people can figure out how they do it, how you order tickets. For 20 bucks a piece, he's having a world premiere on May 7th. It's a kind of an all-day event. Uh, The last evangelist, I bought bought some tickets. So you should too, just to be able to support David in that endeavor. Where, where am I now? I'm talking fast. 
trying to get to where I want to go today. Let's see what else do I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where is that thing? Go here, coach. Um, I'm going to be in Erie, Pennsylvania this week. Erie, Pennsylvania. For what? The Constitution Party. Pull that thing up there for me if you could, uh, Spence. Constitution Party. And it's one of the things I'm going to talk about today on politics, okay? Save the date. Save our country. Spring 2022, Spring National Committee meeting, Erie, Pennsylvania, April 29th and 30th. It's 100 bucks if you want to go to it. Alan Keyes is going to speak. Coach Dave's going to speak. John Diamond's going to speak. A couple others are going to speak, but I want to make you aware of those, that event as well. I don't know if the Constitution Party's the, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to get into that, but I'm, I'm promoting that. That's where we're going to be this weekend. Ohio Brett was just at a big event in Gettysburg, PA. Bobby Lee went, uh, Craig, Mr. Zero went. Uh, how to go, Bob, uh, Brett? It went great, Coach. And Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee and Craig nailed it. It was an honor to be there. And uh, the Salt and Light Brigade from Maryland and Pennsylvania, I believe by faith, they, got, they grew their numbers. Amen, folks. That's what we got to do. You know, I, I was kind of I was kind of proud this weekend because I saw different things going on in different places. That we are actually kind of raising up some of these little brigades that are that are making a difference. And and uh, praise the Lord for it. So, Brett, uh, thanks for everything you're doing. And Bobby and Randy and Mark. And I could just I run down the list. Uh, Chad and Gary Pierce. And I got an opportunity. We're working on. How about this? Are, are you ready? I have an opportunity to bring L.A. Marzulli. You guys know who he is. L.A. Marzulli wants to come to, to uh, Newark, Ohio, and we're working on bringing him in in August is when it's going to be. And we're going to do a tour of the Nephilim Mounds here in, in Newark, Ohio. Uh, the, Licky, the, uh, the Circle Mounds, the Octagon Mounds, both are unbelievable things. And then on Sunday, go down to the Serpent Mounds. And have can you imagine going to those mounds with L.A. Marzulli and him telling you exactly what went on there? Fascinating, folks. Fascinating. What an opportunity. We have one problem, though. It's hard to find a venue. Now, listen, you, you'll find this hard to believe, won't you? I want, a, I want a seating place for 300 people. You, don't you think you ought to be able to drive down the road and knock on the door of any church and they let let you come in? It, well, Okay, they'll they'll rent it to you. I don't I don't mind paying rent. Don't you think you could just go knock on the door and, and any church talk about the Nephilim and fallen angels and how much we've been deceived here? And when you when you think it, huh? When you think it'd be standing in line saying, "Hey, come on, bring it into our bring, yeah, bring it in here, bring it in here." No, no, they're all afraid of what? What are, what are they afraid of? Now, when I say all, somebody's listening right now. Say, Coach, you haven't called my church. No, I haven't yet. So if you're in the Newark, Ohio area and you know of a church that we can use, that can an, a venue, a Legion Hall, a whatever. Although I don't like to go to like uh, the Moose Hall. I don't like to I don't like to take righteous things into the Moose Hall. So if you know of anything here in, in the Central Ohio area, man, we'd love to send me an email. Send me an email. This is this is going to be a fabulous event, but I can't find a place to. To call home on that, okay? With me on that? Good stuff. Great stuff going on. Uh, go to Facebook real quick. Want to talk to Facebook? Go Reverend Robbie. Go Reverend Robbie. Now, I don't know who this is, but somebody sent it to me today, and it was right up my alley. Right what I thought. Myra, get ready. I haven't forgotten you. Uh, this guy's a reverend. His name's Robbie. Reverend Robbie. I don't know his last name. Yeah, I do. Robbie Bray. It's right there on the screen. Go and play, go ahead and play Reverend Robbie here and see if we can amen him. Go ahead there, Spencer. Thank you. My name's Pastor Rob Bray of Spirit and Truth. And I want to speak to the local pastors for just one minute. Finish this sentence for me. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. That's right. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom. Local pastors, I plead with you to get a backbone in the body of Christ. Do I need to remind you that the Hebrew midwives were 
resisted the mandate of the government? Do I need to remind you that Ratchek, Meshach, and Abednego resisted the mandate of the government? Do I need to remind you that Daniel the prophet resisted the mandate of the government? Do I need to remind you that Jesus Christ resisted the established church and the established government? Do I need to remind you that you follow in the footsteps of the apostles that resisted the mandates of the governments. Get a backbone and feed your sheep the truth. Amen, Reverend Robin. Amen, Reverend Robin. In fact, scroll down there a little bit below that. I'm not going to take you down through there, but Reverend Robin, uh, no, no, no. Click right there. See more. See more. Underneath it, Spencer. See more. There it is. Huh? Look what Reverend Robbie says. You can go back and you can check all these things out if you want. Can you make it a little bit better? Thank you, bud. Reverend Robbie says this. Scroll down, bud. Clear down. Right there. First Corinthians, if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of an opportunity. For he who has called in the Lord as a slave is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called as a slave of Christ, you were bought for the price. I'm not going to read it because can I tell you what? I'm just going to tell you something. The sissy Bibles irritate my spirit. They irritate my spirit. And But Peter and the apostles, now the Lord is a spirit where the spirit of the Lord is. He gives a lot of, a lot of reasons why uh, men, men of God ought to be standing out and fighting for the truth. I'm going to get to that. Go ahead, Myra, go ahead and pray us in, then I'll, then I'll get going. I will be honored to do that, uh, Coach. Uh, we're reading Matthew 19, 27. Then answer Peter and say unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus say unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Huddle and open our hearts to you. Proverbs 18.22, King James, uh, never mind, who's find a, a good uh, thing, obtaining favor of the Lord. Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may have be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Matthew 5.9, blessed are the pacemakers for the for they shall call the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. Yes. There is the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Blessed are ye men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my Amen. sake. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 20, 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, say he to thee, but this his heart is not with thee. Death, uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And Amen. What did you say? Amen. Shall eat the fruit thereof. Psalm ninety one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the. That's Almighty. me. That's where I am. Daniel two. 41 to 44, and whereas that so is the feet and toes, part of potter's crate, part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sowest the iron mixed with merry crate. As the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of crate, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sowest iron mixed with merry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. But they that shall creep one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And the days of these kings shall God 
of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the Amen. Kingdom, kingdom without end shall not be left to other people but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever isaiah 59 50, 15 yeah truth faileth and that the departed from the make of himself a prey and the lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no judgment and the closing birth uh, verse for uh, monday it's going to be Psalm 139.14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and thy, my soul knoweth right well. I release resurrection power, love, joy to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Myra. Amen, Myra. I'm, yeah. I'm, sick, I'm sick of the politics. That's where I'm going today. Politics. That's why those ticks all jumped over me this weekend, because I'm sick of the politics. Let me, let me, let me give you an example here, okay? Uh, I'm going somewhere. Bear with me a second here. Bear with me. I'm so sick of what's going on. I, I don't have political candidates on our show because we are a national show. I could have my local county commissioner on, and most of you are going to go, I could have some candidate on out in Missouri, and not you, Kevin's van, so I wasn't talking about you. This is a national show, all right? But I have to focus on in on what's going on in the state of Ohio in the infighting that I see in the political realm because of one word. One phony thing. I wish I had my shirt, Michelle. Conservatism is pretend salt. Conservatism is pretend salt. I'm tired of fake conservatives passing themselves off as Christians. Or I'm sick of Christians passing themselves off as conservatives. You can go back and check the tape. I'll bet you in the two, five, six, however many years I've been here, you've heard me call myself a conservative maybe once, maybe twice it slipped out of my mind. But I'm an unashamed Christian man, and I want to know something. Why is it the people who are running for office call themselves conservatives and don't call themselves Christians? I can tell you why. Because they're ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're ashamed to use that word Christian. They're afraid to say Christian values. No, no, they're conservative values. Shame to the gospel. Look at what's going on with our governor race. All right? Now, if, it, if I were to pick the two most righteous candidates out there, it's Ron Hood and uh, Candace Keller who are running. A, they're running. They're they're Christians. I know them both. They're Christians. But they're going against Jim Renacci, who half of the conservative movement is supporting Jim Renacci. But Joe Blystone's running. And Joe Blystone's a good conservative. But I don't know if I've ever heard Christian come out of Joe Blystone's mouth. Maybe it has. I don't know if I've heard it. I know he's not running as an openly Christian man. And so we got uh, we got Renacci. Hood, uh, Blystone, I might be missing another one. I don't know if I am or not. Probably am missing. Don't say Neil Peterson. I'm getting to him. And DeWine. By the way, DeWine's a conservative. He's told us that for 40 years. He's a conservative. He's a conservative. And when the, when the COVID hit, he closed down churches and opened up Left the abortion clinics open. That's a pro-life conservative, right? And so we look across the whole spectrum. We will not, the American Christian doesn't know the difference between Christianity and conservatism. Amen. And as a result, the American church will not vote for a Christian because they think there's a separation between the church and state, and they don't want somebody forcing their religion down their throat, but they don't have any problem with them forcing homosex down the throat of their children. They don't have any problem right. with that. They don't have any problem with forcing uh, transgenderism down the throats of their children. They don't have any trouble with that. 
No, they don't have any trouble with that. They don't have any trouble with the right to choose. Well, I'm not forcing my views on you. That's good conservatives. Smaller government. We shouldn't be telling people what they can do with their own bodies. You see the lies that they've told us? You see the lies that they've told us? Amen. So we're, we're going to end up with a, with a, with a uh, Donald Trump. i got to say it. The, the Ohio, now some of you don't live in Ohio. You don't care. You don't care. We got 40 people running for senator in Ohio. And Donald Trump comes out and endorses this week at his rally, J.D. Vance, who was one of America's leading never-Trumpers four years ago, five years ago, whatever. Trump endorsed J.D. Vance. He didn't, he didn't, uh, there's all kinds, there's all kinds of them running. There's all kinds of them running. It's good. It's good. But I want a Christian. I want a Christian. They say, well, coach, you can't run as an openly Christian. If you run as an open Christian, you're not going to win. Well, that's probably true. That's probably true. And you can't govern if you don't get elected. I get it. I get it. But can somebody show me anywhere in the Bible where it tells us to compromise? Can anybody show me where that would be? Now, it does say to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. It says we're supposed to be wise, as wise as the children of the world. I understand all that. You don't show all of your cards. But uh, I, could, I could run down a litany. Uh, Lindsey Graham's a conservative. <coughs> John McCain was a conservative. John Kasich was a conservative. You, you want me to, Mike DeWine is a conservative. You want me to run down the list of them? George W. Bush was a conservative. Dick Cheney was a conservative. Liz Cheney is a conservative. Oh, Mitch McConnell is a conservative. Conservatism is pretend salt. It's pretend salt. Never found anything it would die for. Full of compromise, reaching across the aisle. Bear with me a second. Bear with me. Uh, pull up the email that says, what's a conservative? I'm not a conservative. Not a conservative. I don't know where I got this. First, the conservative believes that there exists an enduring moral order. Now, I'm a Christian, see, the Christian believes there's an existing moral order with God, with Jesus Christ as the king over America. That's what a Christian believes, not a conservative. Secondly, the, the conservative adheres to custom, convention, and continuity. Oh, no, no, no. The, that's what a conservative does. A Christian adheres to custom, convention, and continuity as spelled out in the Bible. That's what a Christian does. That's the difference between a Christian and a conservative. Third, a conservative believes in what might be called the principle of prescription. I won't even get into that one. In other words, you have to float with the times. Fourth, Conservatives are guided by the principle of prudence. No, uh -uh. no, conservatives are guided by the principles of truth and honesty. That's what Christians are guided by. Fifth, conservatives pay attention to the principle of variety. In other words, uh, there's different ways to get to here. There's different beliefs that can come in under the tent. No, no. Christians believe that there's only one way. There ain't no variety. Number six, conservatives are chastened by the principle of imperfectibility. Meaning what? Oh, we're all fallible men. We're all just sinners, right? So who am I to tell somebody what's right? Who am I to judge somebody else? See, Christians are chastened by the principle of the imperfectity of man and the perfectibility of God, the unchanging perfection of God. That's what a Christian believes. Seventh, conservatives are persuaded that freedom and property are closely linked. Really? Christians believe that freedom and property are a gift from God, an inalienable right from God. They're not closely linked. Eighth, Conservatives uphold voluntary community, quite as they oppress, oppose involuntary collectivism. Hey, folks, can I tell you something? Christianity, conservatism is full of government handouts. Conservatism is full of welfare. Public welfare is not a Christian value. If you want to give me $100, that is charity. If you want your business to give me $100. That ain't charity. That ain't charity. 
If you want to give it to me, that's the Christian principle. You give it to me because why? There's a connection to us. Not some big organization that you run, give me money. But see, that's what conservatives believe in, right? Involuntary collectivism. Ninth, the conservative perceives the need for prudent restraints upon power and upon human passions. No, the Christian perceives the need for prudent restraints upon the laws and edicts of Almighty God and the Bible. That men are are broken, that is the biblical principle. Ten, the thinking conservative understands that permanence and change must be recognized and reconciled in a vigorous society. The Christian believes that there are unchanging, immutable rights and wrongs. That's what a Christian believes. And what we have running for governor now, with the exception of Candace Keller and Ron Hood, are people who are conservatives, not Christians. You say, well, Coach, what about Neil Peterson? Well, he's running as an independent, meaning Keller, I'm sorry, Hood, DeWine, Renacy, no, yeah, and Blystone. One of them is going to get the Republican nomination, and he's going to run against a Democrat. And then Neil Peterson's running as an independent, meaning he'll be on the ballot, between the Republican, who will be probably DeWine, so I don't know. I, I'm just reading the tea leaves. And whoever, Tim Ryan, is that who it is? Two, two monkeys, and Peterson is going to run as an independent. And will Peterson win? I don't know. You know why he won't win? Because oh, Christians won't vote for Because Christians won't vote for Christian. Christians want conservatives. They don't want Christians. Because a lot of Christians aren't Christians. Right? I'm not done yet. Hang on. (laughs) What's a liberal Christian? How can you be a liberal Christian? You're a liberal Christian. You are a Christian and you vote. What? Huh? So I looked up today from God questions. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. What is a liberal Christian? What is one? By the way, this is where most Christians live. This is where, go just down to number one. This is where most Christians live. This is a liberal Christian. By the way, this is a conservative. This is the American conservative. Number one, liberal Christians believe the virgin birth of Christ is mythological false teaching. They think he was born, think he was a good man. Number two, three, number I'm sorry. Number one, the Bible is not God-breathed. It has errors in it. Because of this belief, men, liberal theologians, must determine which teachings are correct and which ones are not. They believe that the Bible is inspired. They think it's inspired that God influenced it. But God's only held by simpletons. But, but, <laughs> but this directly contradicts all scriptures God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Liberal Christians don't believe that. Number two, they don't believe in the virgin birth. Number three, Jesus did not rise again from the grave in bodily form. Liberal Christians don't really believe that. I mean, they do, but not not really. By the way, I'd add that he's still alive. (laughs) He's more alive now than he's ever been. Liberal Christians believe that Jesus was a good moral teacher, but his followers and their followers have taken liberties with the history of his life. There was no supernatural miracles. Uh, they don't, they don't believe in that. Number five, liberal Christians, they, they, they don't believe hell is, hell is real. They don't think man is not lost in sin and doomed to some future judgment without a relationship with Christ. They don't believe that. They think that it's social gospel right now, taking care of the poor and the needy, and that, that's, what, that's what it is, not being judgmental and who am I to judge. And, uh, right? that's, see, that's conservatism. That's pretend salt. That's our churches. Number six, uh, Liberal Christians believe that most of the human authors of the Bible are not who they are traditionally believed to be. For instance, they believe that Moses didn't write the first five books of the Bible. The book of Daniel had two authors because there's no way that he detailed prophecies later on. 
The same thing is carried over in New Testament books. They, these ideas contradict not only scripture, but historical documents. Doesn't matter. Number seven, the most important thing for a man to do is to love his neighbor. That's what liberal Christians say. So that's why we have to let the Mexicans come across the border. That's why we have to uh, destroy ourselves through, through government financing of, of welfare and unemployment. See, folks, America is a communist socialist nation. We're a socialist nation. We're a socialist nation based on what? The whims of elected officials, pretend salt, calling themselves Christians, reaching across the aisle and compromising with those. Who, uh, I'm all over it. You're just not feeling it. And the most important thing for them to do is love your neighbor. That's a loving thing to do in any situation. It's not what the Bible says is good or, uh, or, or evil or uh, sin. No, 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 no. Just, just love them. Just love them. There's a many pronouncements of scripture about those who, okay, I'm, I can go on and on and on. So what we're dealing with, Jesus warned us that a house divided against itself, not a divided house. My house is divided. I have a basement and I have an upstairs. And you go upstairs and I got a room over here and a room over here. And then there's a room over here and there's a room over here and there's a room. It's, I have a divided house. Well, my, divided, my house isn't divided against itself. I don't live in the basement and yell at my wife all the time. She doesn't live upstairs and stomp on me and have our kids in every room all fighting with each other. Because the Bible says that a house divided against itself can't stand. And Christianity is a house divided against itself. Somebody say amen. So I know my microphone's working. Amen. Amen. Okay. That's what it is. It's a house divided against itself. The American church is a house divided against itself. That's why people won't run as Christians. Now, hang on. If I see somebody running as a Christian, can I tell you the truth? I'm wondering if they're one of these. Are they one of these Christians? Jesus is love only Christians, big government Christians. Because, see, if you follow the liberal Christian, then government ought to take care of the poor. All your tax dollars, they ought to rob from you, take all your tax dollars and give them to whoever they want to. That's what a liberal Christian's view would be. What it would be. What would a conservative Christian be? Well, Hang on. Go to fundamental Christians. Same thing. Fundamental Christians. I couldn't find, by the way, conservative Christianity in this law. What's a fundamentalist? How many guys do you know running for office are these? Huh? Keep going on down. Keep on going down. You can read through it. Tenets of Christianity. The Bible's literally true. If you believe the Bible is literally true and associated with this tenet is the belief that the Bible is inerrant, that is without error, free from all contradictions. Do you think Mike DeWine believes that? Do you think Jim Marinesi believes that? I don't know if Joe Blystrom believes that. I don't know if he does. I don't know. Those are our choices. I think Neil, I think Neil believes that. I think Ron Hood believes that. I think. But Ron Hood has to go fight against all those other conservatives in the Republican Party. And people who go to Lutheran church who wouldn't know Jesus Christ if he tapped them on the shoulder and think they're Christians and are driving these pro-family organizations. The ones who didn't gripe and moan when Mike DeWine shut down, shut down uh, churches and left the bars open and left uh, the abortion clinics open. There are people supporting him. By the way, they're being supported by the Right to Life groups. That's who, that's who support Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine. Fake, fake salt. Hang on. Number two. This is me, by the way. This is me. I'm a fundamentalist Christian. I believe the virgin birth and deity of Christ. I believe uh, that Jesus was born a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, and that he was and is the Son of God, fully human, fully. I believe that. Raise your hand that you're a fundamental Christian. I'm going to tell you, most of the people in America aren't. Number three, the fundamental Christian believes the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ on the cross. Fundamentalists teaches that salvation is attained only through God's grace and human faith in Christ's crucifixions for the sin of mankind. I believe that. I'm a fundamentalist. I'm not a conservative. Not a conservative. I believe that. Number four, a conserv- uh, fundamentalist believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus. On the third day, he was after his crucifixion. He rose from the grave, now sits at the right hand of God. I believe that. I believe that. That's me. I'm a fundamentalist. Number five, the authenticity of Jesus' miracles as recorded in Scripture and literal premillennial second coming of Christ to the earth. Then there's all kinds of other doctrines. But can I tell you something? Most Christians don't believe what we just read. Most Christians, first of all, they don't believe number one. What's number one? The Bible's literally true. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. They selectively read it. So why are, we, why are we in the mess we're in? Well, we're in the mess we're in because this right here. This right here. 
If you got all the Christians to vote the same way, but first of all, I don't know if you could ever do that. If you got all the Christians in a room, you'd be surprised how much they didn't agree on. How much they didn't agree on. And then I saw this dumb thing. It's, it's made me mad for I don't know how long. The Values Voters Coalition, I think was the name of it. I'm a values voter. Hey, dummy, everybody's a values voter. Everybody votes their values. Some value pornography, so they vote for it. Some value killing babies, so they vote for it. Some value taking your tax dollars and bombing uh, Iran on behalf of Israel. They take that, uh, huh? Yeah, everybody votes their values. Everybody votes their values. Some people think uh, Israel is more important. The children in Israel are more important than your children at home. They vote those values. You see, the people who are for values voters, you know why they're for values voters? Because they won't say Christian values voters. Fundamental Christian values voters. Anybody picking up what I'm laying down here today? Do you see our problem? Do you see our problem? How could any, listen, maybe I'm wrong. Has anybody ever heard Jim Renacci, who in Ohio is getting the endorsement of many pro-family groups? Has anybody ever heard him publicly mention the name of Jesus Christ? I mean, not, not just, not I know Jesus is my Savior, but stand in front of everybody and say my values are based on the Bible. And Anybody ever heard him say that? I'm sorry, I, I don't think I have. He's conservative, though. He's conservative. Mike DeWine, oh, he's conservative. I, yeah, I guess he's conservative. Yeah, yeah, he's conservative. Joe Blystone, he may be a, I, he may be a Christian. I don't know. Well, why don't I know? I know he's a conservative. I know he's a conservative. I don't know if he's a Christian. I don't know. And so pastors won't get together because, can I tell you why? Some of them are liberal. Yeah. Some of them are liberal. Some of them don't think that the government ought to mix with the church. Some of them, a lot of our pastors. A lot of our pastors think it's okay just to sit back and let the, let the devil's team run everything because uh, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. How could you be a Christian? Look, how could you ever be for a Christian and support anybody who would ever kill an unborn baby? How could any Christian ever be for that? Well, I know how. Because they're liberal Christians, and they believe the life of the woman has equal value to the life of the baby. And uh, they know the baby doesn't get to have a life, but they don't want to mess up mom's life. So they're for that. Oh, and by the way, uh, in regards to sexual relationships, uh, the conservative is for individual choice. He's for individual choice. Who am I to tell you what you can do? A Christian, a real Christian would say homosexuality is an abomination. Transgenderism is an abomination, right? That's what it would be. Not conser- conservatives. Conservatives could find a way to reach across the aisle. What, am, I, am I making sense here today, or am I just talking to myself? Because I am so freaking enraged by what I see going on in the political mess. Amen, Coach. Amen. And I don't know a way out. Amen. I don't know a way out. Because if, if, if we could get all the Christians, in, every, every Christian in America, let's start in Ohio, because I know Ohio, and every Christian, write down for you who they were voting for governor, what would it be? 15%, 25%, 30%, 30 as a candidate, right? They don't have any idea. They're just voting on name recognition. Christians I'm talking about. They don't have any idea. They don't have any idea that Michael DeWine, our governor, has been a pro-life Christian his whole life and let the abortion clinics stay open during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a conservative, see. Conservatives reach across the aisle. Conservatives compromise. I'm rambling. Come on in, Mel. Hey, good morning. So many thoughts about that. Uh, you know, if you ask the four Republican candidates if they're Christian, they would all say yes. Sure they would. If you yeah. talk to people, they're like, everybody I know is a Christian. Like, I don't know why you're so up in arms, Mel. Like, everybody I know is a Christian. And with regards to Donald Trump, I really started to recognize when he endorsed Mike Carey, who was running against Ron Hood, you know, when when Mike Carey came to our Fairfield County Republican or our Fairfield County meeting, you know, he admitted that he's a Freemason and he's a lobbyist. So 
you have to ask yourself, why would Donald Trump endorse somebody like that? So then if, if that thought goes forward, you have to really wonder if Donald Trump is fake salt. Are there, are there, are, are there fundamental Christians around Donald Trump? Anybody see any fundamental Christians around him? Huh? I got to tell you, blooms off the rose with me and Donald Trump. Just telling you the truth, folks. Just telling you the truth. I want a Christian man. I want a Chris. I want an unashamed Christian man, huh? Because folks, they say, "Well, coach, we we can't we can't put in a separation between the church and state. We can't put a Christian in as president of the United States. That's not fair to those who uh, who aren't Christians." Oh, really? So we can put a Muslim freak in? That wasn't fair to me, was it? Put a Muslim freak in there? Have a transgender in there running? Not not as president, but running government off? Right? That's okay with you. That's okay. See, folks, listen, you better understand this. One side's going to win. One side's going to lose. If you think you're going to lose by compromising with evil, you're the dumbest rock ever rolled off the tree. I'm, I mean, what, the, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Oh, well, they're conservative. What does that even mean? What does it even mean? Conservative? Where how many trillion dollars in debt? Is that a conservative value? Aren't there any Republicans in there? Anyway? Oh, they're con- yeah, they're conservative Republicans, coach. They're conservatives. I want Christians. I'd like to have some Christians, please. I'd like some Christians, please. Unashamed Christians, please. And listen, I don't care if we get elected or not. We're gonna we'll build a party by doing that. Build a party by doing that. Let me tell you another story. Constitution Party. Hang on, it's my show. I ran for Congress 2010. Robert Owens. Robert, I'm not calling out your name. I'm calling out your name. Robert Owens was the head of the Constitution Party in Ohio. Didn't really know me. And uh, there's seven people running. I thought, man, if I can get 25%, I can win this thing. I just get the Christians to vote for me. I was a member of the Constitution Party at that time, paid my dues, dues-paying member. And I contacted Robert Owens, Ohio head of the Constitution Party. And I said, hey, Robert, uh, man, it should be great to get your endorsement. What if I, can you give me your endorsement? You know what he told me? He says, Coach, we're trying to build our own party, not promote the Republican Party. That's what he said. That's what he said. And so now I'm going to go to the Constitution Party Convention. Where have they been? Where are, where are they? Where are they? See, because we won't. I'm, I'm, I've got to tell you the truth. Is the Constitution Party Christian? Or they honor the Constitution? Who wrote the Constitution? I think that's pretty important. And I'll say, well, coach, of course, our, our men are Christians. Well, then say so. Change your name. Call yourself the Christian Party. Go on in, Bernie. Yeah, Coach, I was just going to say, conservative, uh, that's kind of a defensive strategy. So when you're ahead by two touchdowns, you know, you yep. try to work to conserve your lead. You yep. play it safe. You don't take risks. But here's the question. The unfaithful servant buried his talent because he was conserving it. Maybe he was a conservative. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. He wasn't taking risks. Wasn't so, taking risks. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. He wasn't, but nope. he wasn't being faithful. You don't, you don't score points if you don't take risks, and you don't play conservative when you're behind. Yeah, but, hey, Bernie. Never. You, have a, you have any idea how many people hate me? Um, on, starting with the lot. devil. Yeah, huh? A lot of them hate me. Every everyone who likes the devil hey. hates you. A lot of good Christians hate me. A lot of good conservatives hate me. Right? Yeah, yeah. they do. They sorry, do. I'm sorry. But you know what? But but what are they fighting for? What what happened to righteousness? Isn't it righteousness that exalts a nation? No, it's judgment. That's judgmental, so Bernie. That's being judgmental. Yeah, because God's going to judge us. Not that I'm. Yeah, no, no, Bernie. God's that's judgment, sep- and it's coming. Yeah, Bernie, there's a separation between the church and state. There's a well, separation, Bernie. Separate the state. Come on. Oh, I'm just repeating. Come on, in, God, man, you don't, you don't have a chance. Okay. Come on in, Reggie. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. So it's it's this programming even in the pews. Well, mostly in the pews, they've they've uh, taught Christians how to <laughs> choose between the lesser of two evils. How and to they justify were, their own sin, Reggie? They justify yeah. their own sin through conservatism. Go ahead. And I just think, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Yep. Yep. They, they've yep. been programmed not to take a strong stance in their. Christian values and morals in scripture. It's, 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 it's programming lesser of two evils. Pick it, yep. pick one, pick one. How do you pick between two evils? You know, I'm trying to advance a kingdom. See, I had to go back and do a teaching on the kingdom. I'm trying to advance a kingdom here on earth, which by the way, my father taught me to pray that 
He taught me to pray, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth. My father taught me to pray. My savior said, hey, build me a kingdom here on earth. And today we see Christianity say, oh, no, that's not an earthly kingdom. We're building a heavenly kingdom. Hey, folks, whatever pastor's teaching you that, flee. Would you Would you get out of there? Do me a favor and get out of there. Dr. Paul, come on in. Then Joe Allen. Yeah, you're in uh, a good company there, uh, John. Hated by the world, brother. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, I think of Heath, you know, my, my good friend in Maine, and he, he struggled mightily to – to get in into politics, you know, to make a difference. And I saw him. Because Christians don't want a Christian, Paul. They don't no. want a Christian. They want you a conservative. What? All this crap, all these words about what conservative, these 12 principles of these scumbags who just spin the damn words, whatever happened to simple virtue and courage yep. and truth. Amen. I got you. Paul, who are you to judge? Who are you to judge, Paul? That's what they taught us. Who are you to judge as they judge you? <laughs> as they judge you incompetent because you judge, right? Golly. Joe Allen, come in. Then Rich. Coach, you, you hit on a point that, that I've seen so much in criminology and life. Identification of who you are. You do you does anybody know Jim Baker, Tammy Faye Baker? Remember yes. them? I had the privilege to deal with that. We were moving here from Tallahassee to North Carolina, and one of the, one of the officers asked him, says, what was your biggest regret? This was what came out of Jim Baker's mouth. I thought that I was a Christian liberal belief, in, and I believed in God. I didn't think that I would get caught from doing the wrong that I was doing to society. And one of the officers told him, said, well, you you got redemption is what happened to you. You got caught. But he identified himself, you know, I'm a well, Christian. Yeah, but Joe, here's the thing, see. Most people, are when they repent, they just repent. They're just sorry they got caught. That's, That's right. They're sorry they got caught. They're sorry they got caught. They ain't sorry they did it. Rich, come on in. Yeah, yeah Dave, the, the big dilemma that I'm, I'm having here is, is like what Reggie said. Choosing between the two evils. <laughs> evil is evil. And is God going to judge me because I pulled the ballot, pulled the handle down on one of these people just because I felt like I needed to pick one? And I feel like I'd be better off to pick anything. You know, it's Isaiah I mean, 56.10. It's Isaiah 56.10. Israel's watchmen are blind. Our pastors should stand in the pulpit and tell you who they're voting for. They should tell you who yes. they're voting for. Every person, if you follow your pastor and you believe your pastor, every pastor ought to stand in the pulpit and say, here's how I'm voting for, and you should vote like, likewise. You say, folks say, what? He ain't going to tell me who to vote for. No. He won't tell you how to behave either, will you? He won't tell you how to treat your wife. He won't tell you that either, will he? No, he ain't telling you. No, he's just a mouthpiece standing up in front of there. Go ahead, Alan. I'm so sick of it. Coach, you know, in the great state of Illinois, they had Barabbas Obama and they had Dr. Keyes. They voted for Barabbas. And then how many more times did Dr. Keyes run for president and the American people voted for Barabbas again? And, uh, yeah, it's just a shame. You got Ben Carson ran, a good man of God. Hey, the people didn't want him. They didn't want him. He goes to church what? on Saturday. We got to kick him to the curb. Well, no, so, it's, uh, it, it's more than that, though, Alan. It's more than that because the – the establishment, the Republican Party, wouldn't get behind him. They're the, folks. The Republican well, Party isn't be, Christian. Well, they all claim to be Christian, Coach, and that's yes. where that big word, Nicolaitan, comes in. Most Christians have zero idea what a Nicolaitan is. We need to really break that word down and study it because our Congress is slammed full of Nicolaitans, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Just full of them. Our churches are full of them. You can't blame Biden. How did Biden learn to be a Nicolaitan? He was taught it in his church. That's how he learned to be one. Amen. Amen. Teresa. I would just like to say that Janet Folger Porter is a solid Christian before she's a politician or anything else. She's is she, is she, is she running on a is she running on a strong I I know Janet I love Janet I haven't followed her 
Is she running on a strong Christian or is she running as a pro-life conservative? I don't know. Somebody, somebody Google it right now. Google Janet Fol- uh, Porter Folger, Janet Folger Porter, and but see what her Janet see what her website says. Janet Folger Porter, yeah. and see what she's what platform she's running on. Somebody do that for me. Emma, come on in. Uh, well, Coach, the, I just wanted to put in here the, the Danbury Baptists were asking Thomas Jefferson if they were going to be safe from the government or not. And so the separation of church and state comes from a letter from him, the president then, uh, to the Danbury Baptists saying, you are safe. There is a separation between Yeah, but it came from 1947 but- when, Hugh, when Hugo back in the Supreme Court grabbed, grabbed that letter, the Danbury Baptists signed in, in – uh, uh, 1901. That, that's where I'm with you, Emma. You're telling us the right thing. 1801. You're telling well, us the right thing, Emma. Yeah, I just I just wanted to tell you too. It cost me a very good cheese customer uh, to tell her, and I said, "Well, check it. If if I'm wrong, come back and tell me." She's never been back. Okay, that's yep. been years ago. And there is and no so separation. It's worth it. It's worth it to tell the truth. Yes, it is. Pastors want a separation of church and state. That way they don't have to take any controversial positions. That's what it is. Has anybody looked up Janet Porter Folger for me yet? And Janet Folger Porter yet? Anybody looked that up for me? Go to her website, see if Christian. I love Janet. I I love Janet. I'm just asking, is she running as a pro-life conservative or is she running as as an open Christian? T.A., come on in. Got on mute. Hey, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, uh, Coach. Uh, sorry, I'm driving here making a U-turn. Hey, um, I would like to get a copy of this uh, bantering. This is amazing. And uh, I just, uh, every time I hear you, I'm so thankful for the courage of this group. And uh, that's the big one is courage. And uh, that's the theme right now because that's the first one that doesn't make it uh, talking about revelation, everybody knows the idolaters and the fornicators and the liars and thieves and everything else. But what about the cowards? And they're they're the first on the list. But I'd like to. I've got a group of folks down here that are on. They go up to the edge of, say, like you said, saying we're you know we're conservative. We're ashamed of it. We're ashamed of the gospel. We're ashamed of it. Right, right. They're ashamed and. They need to hear. They need to hear uh, the exhortation that you're bringing to the table here, brother. And I, I just appreciate that and love you all the more for it. Is there a transcript I can uh, find after all of this? Or no, there'll uh, be a tape of it. There'll be a tape of it. We don't transcribe it. There'll be a tape of it. I hope so, somebody can get me get me a copy of that because I've got some folks I'd like to send it to. Thanks, T.A. Appreciate it. Come on in. Uh, who who I got? Jack McCarthy. Hey, there's Spencer. Uh, seeing how nobody did it, I went and pulled up Janet Porter Folger. Pull, pull it up there for me, Spencer. I just sent it to you. Listen, I love Janet Porter. Listen, Janet, I love you, Janet. I love everything you did. Look, look, look. What's it, what's, what does Janet lead with? Janet, patriot for Congress. Hell, we got a bunch of those. <laughs> Janet uh, Porter is the heartbeat the heartbeat bill was her idea. She's a been she's been a conserv look at this. She's been a conservative warrior her whole life. Christian conservative warrior. Unashamed Christian conservative warrior. It's just uh so I'm see Janet's gonna take this one. I Janet, I love you. I'd vote for you. I would Janet. I would I would vote for you. See, Ohio value voters. What does that mean, Ohio value vote? Oh, I'm making them mad today. I'm making them mad today, Shelly. I don't care. Values vote. Somebody tell me what a values voter is. Huh? Okay, she's for life. She's for liberty, right? No forced vaccination, Second Amendment, school choice. Is she for Christianity? I know Janet. Is she for Christianity? Of course she is. Of course she is. Who's she worried about? Who's she worried about upsetting? How come Christianity isn't it? I love Janet. Janet, I'll let you come on the show and talk if you want. I'm not making fun of you. I understand how politics is played. I understand it, right? You can't mention the name of Jesus. How will you win if you do, if you deny Jesus? You're just Joe 
Blystone or just Jim Renacy. You're just another one of them. Mm. I'm making a lot of enemies this morning because a, a lot of my conservative friends are elbow deep in conservative politics. They're the ones that gave us Mike DeWine. By the way, Mike DeWine was a senator in Ohio before he became governor, given it to us by the pro-family groups. Rob Portman, Rob Portman, whose son was a homosexual. I don't, well, too bad. I don't, I mean, I'm sorry, Rob. I prayed for you. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't imagine what that's like. But Rob Portman was the one who promoted gay marriage in Ohio because his own son was a homosexual. I'm just telling you the truth. Conservative, though. Oh, he was a conservative. Yeah, yeah, he's a conservative. He, he was, see, he was pro, he was pro-life with, mm, what do they call it? Exceptions. He was pro-Christianity with exceptions. That's what most Christians are. Oh, I'm not going to get through here in time. Jeff Klein, come on in. Then. This, is what, this is what Neil talked about. We were over there yesterday at the rally Saturday. Trump rally, yeah. and he ended up. We ended. He ended up just pulling the bullhorn out and just started preaching Jesus Christ. I mean, the people were shocked last night when he came in and spoke. We had about twenty pastors supposed to show up. We had three that showed up, just yep. other ones. And Neil's yep. message was last night. He said, "I'm done with Trump," and he put it out on his Facebook site. He's and he walked across the room last night like a robot. He just walked clear across the room. He said. And his whole message was, we are to follow Jesus. He said, these people are following politicians. And he would just, he ripped it last night. It was good. Yeah, but, Jeff, but Jeff, because see, our, our pastors, again, our pastors. I know when I paint with a broad brush, our pastors don't point this stuff out. Yep. The pastors don't get involved. I know another pastor told his congregation, vote the Bible. Vote the, what the hell does that mean? Vote the Bible. Revelation 2015, come on in here. I'm all over today. Morning, Morning Coach. Uh, looking at Janet's page, there's nothing on there about her supporting Jesus. But there Take it down. Take her page down. I don't, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm for Janet Porter. I would go up there and I would speak on her behalf. I would lead her campaign. I'm for her. I'm just showing you where politics are, how we have, how we have divided. You say, well, Coach, we can't win if we run as an oh, open Christian. We can't win. Well, then hell, don't run. And don't run. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say. You're breaking up, bud. Breaking up. I wish I could find my sign. Unashamedly Christian. Coach Dave for Congress. I wore my cross hat when I ran. I, I didn't want them phony conservatives voting for me. Come on in, Matt. Well, you're you're right about everything you talk I about. I, uh, I know I am. And interest interesting uh, <clears throat> is what is what maybe we need in America is a moral party. We don't have a moral, moral churches. That actually, we don't have moral churches. We don't have moral churches, Matt. No, I know, we I know, Dave. But I mean, we, don't we, have moral we need churches. we need more. We need more righteous people that go in the vote so they vote for the right people that are actually proclaiming God as their Savior. We need it, the, it, the whole thing, the whole thing's got to be turned around. The whole thing's got to be turned around. We're at the bottom right now. we got to move up and make help people become righteous people. That's we our need, only hope. We've got to clear out our pulpits. Come in, Naomi. I'm out. Sorry, Matt. Didn't me cut you off. I'm out of time. Naomi, then Randy, quickly. So we've got a female running in Georgia for the governor. Her motto is Jesus, babies, and guns. And she's unashamedly talking about it, but she's getting all kinds of kickbacks. Sure. She's, yep. Her life has even been threatened. That's because the word Christian doesn't even mean anything anymore. Randy, come on in. Coach, we need to go back to the pilgrims, to the Mayflower Compact, and say this. To the advancement of the Christian faith. That's what I'm running on. That's what I am. I'm running on the advancement of the Christian faith. Advancement, Rochelle, quickly. Just real quick. I I hate to bring this up. Good morning, team. But until we until we address some issues with these voting machines, they have never they've not been fixed. We're what guys didn't count our votes before. Rochelle, Rochelle, 
The church doesn't care. The church doesn't care. The church doesn't care. They were cheated. The church doesn't care. I to fix any damn machines. Get people to care. Get people to hate cheating and lying and stealing. Get people to hate it. They don't hate it. They love it. Boom. See you tomorrow. I'm out of here. See you tomorrow. Amen.